It is officially April. You know what that means, Broncos country? The NFL draft is fast approaching. Despite not having a first or second round pick, what might the Broncos do in round number three? We begin all that conversation and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, Broncos country? Welcome into a brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. Every single day you can get this podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe or that follow button for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, so you never miss out on an episode as soon as it's made available. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Broncos reporter for Mile High Sports. Joined alongside, as always, by my co-host and my good friend, Sarah Bettinger, site expert, predominantlyorange.com. It's a big month here, Broncos country, as the NFL draft is fast approaching. And while there's not a lot of excitement in the eyes of some in Broncos country because there's no first or second round pick, Denver's got some premium picks in round number three and could still do some damage. Sarah, my friend, they're in the process right now. The Broncos are. They're hosting top 30 visits. They're going through and bringing in potential candidates. They have interesting guys they've met with at the NFL scouting combine they want to see a little bit more of and I tell you what there's some interesting names including a potential mega athlete that could fit the bill for maybe what Sean Payton envisioned for Taysom Hill previously there's a lot to talk about today let's break it all down my man I'm excited Cody you know me I love the NFL draft I love the offseason and I specifically love the just the mystery you know Cody how much I love mock drafts and I know a lot of you listening love mock drafts as well just exploring those different scenarios picturing these guys in orange and blue and I love the intrigue of the visits like the top 30 visit like what does that even mean it doesn't necessarily mean you're bringing in the top 30 guys on your draft board although it could give you a hint as to some guys that maybe you're considering picking early on right remember last year the Broncos brought in Nick Benito for a pre-draft top 30 visit they brought in Greg Dulcich for a pre-draft top 30 visit. So there is, it's not like you just, oh, this is all smoke screens, right? A lot of times you do have interest in these guys. And a lot of times too, you're bringing in players that maybe maybe you are considering with a late round pick. But a lot of times this is a, a bit of recruiting, isn't it? You see a lot of guys come in for top 30 visits that you really want to prioritize as undrafted guys. And I'm not saying that that's what this is here, but I, I love the names that we have that Mike Kliss of Nine News in Denver. He obviously he reported a couple of names that the Broncos are bringing in for top 30 visits. And it includes a second team or a Division two All-American, excuse me, not second team, first team Division two All-American and the Paul Hornung Award winner at the Division one level given to the most versatile player in college football. We're talking about wide receiver David Durden, and then we're talking about the literal jack of all trades here, Jack Coletto from Oregon State. Um, you mentioned Jack Coletto, Jack of all trades. The moment you talked about his name, I was thinking, okay, hey, the Jack of all trades. Uh, I had an opportunity to reach out to a, you know, a kid that I, I grew up with in, in Oregon. He plays for Oregon State as we speak. You know, he's a second year guy there. I asked him about Jack Coletto, and he said, hey, like, stole the words from mouth. He is the Jack of all trades. He's a no pun intended. He is a guy that can do anything, just completely versatile. And when we talk about RAS, relative athletic score, he's going to fit the, the bill essentially for what maybe George 
George Payton or Sean Payton are looking for. If, in fact, they do decide to go the route of having a guy who could do a little bit of everything, tight end, receiver, fullback, I mean, quarterback, special teams, ace, this is a guy who can do it all there. And as much as I'm an Oregon Ducks guy, I got to respect, you know, especially what they bring forth there with the Beavers. They had a really good year this year, and obviously I'm rooting on, you know, someone I grew up with a little bit, got to watch him grow up, you know, as a, you know, when I was a senior playing football, he was the coach's son, and he was young, throwing the football around with his guys. They won a state title for my alma mater. It was some good stuff there, but I, I like the idea that they're looking at everything, right? And I think everybody, when they look at a guy who can play a, a multitude of positions, right, everyone's saying, okay, could this be the next Taysom Hill? We know that Mike Kliss, our good friend, put a tweet out there suggesting, like, hey, this could be the next Taysom Hill-type player. The Broncos take a look in. I think it's kind of interesting to maybe see how the big board falls out, right? Because as you mentioned, these top 30 visits don't necessarily mean that these are the top 30 players on the board. Considering that Denver doesn't have a first or second round pick, Sarah, do you feel like it may change the the way that their board looks? Do you still think that they go through and great guys round one, round two, like these are the top guys on their board? And I guess as they get picked, if Denver doesn't move into round two or round one, that they start taking those names off the board? I mean, how, what what is your opinion on it? Being as a guy you've been around, you've written, written about the NFL draft for many, many years. Well, I love the perspective that George Payton, the Broncos GM, actually had. He was asked this question by, I believe it was uh, Phil Milani even. And I think that I really, I I never really thought about it until he said this, but I kind of, I would like to share this philosophy. I know I'm not an NFL GM, but he said when he was asked this question, like, how do you, do you you approach it differently? Being that you don't have a first or second round pick and George Payton was like, well, you approach the draft as though you do have those picks. So they're making their boards. They're grading these guys as though they have those selections available. Not to say that they ultimately will, of course, but at the same time, let's say a guy you have a first-round grade on dips into the 40s or the 50s even, at, at which point you could really say, hey, we do have the ammo to move up for this guy. We have a first-round grade. And and typically, this is something that people also need to remember if you're not aware of this. like It's very, very rare in the NFL draft for any team whatsoever. We know there's 32 first round picks this year. There's 31, right? It's very, very rare for any team to have a first round grade on a player beyond like the top. I I know this sounds crazy, but like oftentimes beyond the top 20, maybe 25 picks at the most, like there's not many first round grades that are really given out. That's why we see so much chaos in the NFL draft of like, wow, I thought this guy was a surefire first round pick when teams really don't have them graded that way because a lot of these teams only have 15 to 20 first round grades on guys. And in a draft like this, maybe even less than that. So really I would say for the Broncos perspective, it makes all the sense in the world to grade these guys as though you do have that first and second round pick to say, Hey, we want to maybe move up for this guy right here. He could really help us out. I think it's something to consider. Another name that was thrown out there as well, David Durden. He's a wide receiver out of West Florida, a multi-sport athlete, a guy who, you know, is was drafted into the MLB, was drafted by the Red Sox in 2017. Sean Payton did mention, right, obviously they brought in Tremont Smith, who he called an elite special teams player. They He still even mentioned at the NFL annual meeting that the returner position is really unsettled at this point. So maybe Denver is looking for a guy who can be a, rest- a return specialist, you know, there as well. So that's another name to consider here. And I, I think as we go on here in the next couple of weeks leading up to the NFL draft, we'll find out a little bit more about some of these prospects. We'll get to know some of the more important 
certain names and we start doing what we call third round Thursdays where we do because the Broncos only only picks begin in the third round we will go through and start a mock draft every Thursday to bring you everything that Denver has from their latest picks we'll talk about it we'll encourage you to send yours in as well but what are the Broncos going to look at in the NFL draft are they going to draft based on need or are they going to build their depth that's a question that Sarah and I throw out to everybody in Broncos country you'll get that on today's episode of the show real quick let me tell you about ultimate GM the sponsor of today's episode locked on Broncos and if you've ever wanted to become an NFL general manager now you can put your skills to the test on a mobile app especially with the NFL draft coming up you get a draft players you get to build a coaching staff build your roster in free agency you get to control every aspect of your organization can you build a dynasty you get all of this in a challenging and realistic game world ultimate football GM is completely free and playable offline you can play on the go as you want and when you want to. And Lockdown Broncos listeners, they get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo LOCKEDON in all caps in the game store. That's LOCKEDON in all caps. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. Being that the Broncos don't have a first or second round pick in the 2023 NFL draft, are they going to be focusing on adding depth? Are they going to be looking towards 2024, keeping one eye on the future, drafting players that can help now maybe in different phases, but looking at not necessarily immediate starters? I think it's a fair question to ask, Cody, as we move into this NFL draft season like full time. We were in free agency mode there the month of March. I mean, I know there were mock drafts floating around at the same time but hey now it's april free agency the the first second third fourth fifth waves of free agency it's all over now now we focus on the question of whether or not the broncos because we've talked about this before and i think you and i share this philosophy that in round three four you're not necessarily drafting guys to come in and start for you right away but the Broncos situation is obviously unique just because they don't have a first or second round pick doesn't mean that these rookies can't start for them but As we look to this class, the strengths of this group that's coming out of the college ranks, do you think, Cody, that the Broncos need to look towards starters for the future? Guys that could be in the in the lineup, in the rotation this season, but probably more so looking at developmental guys that could start closer to 2024, if not even a year beyond that. I think it's a fair question to ask, and I think with Sean Payton coming in, knowing George Payton's philosophy, it wouldn't surprise me, no, right? When you look at Georgia's 2021 class, look how many of those guys have started instantly. Now, granted, they had a lot of draft picks in that NFL draft. You know, last year's draft, a little bit different, you know, in in comparison to 2021. You have several guys who were starters or had starting, you know, got to start a little bit in 2022. I I think it just depends on where your roster is at, right, construction-wise. And I think for Denver specifically, I do think they need to address depth, right? And maybe one of these picks can be a guy that you initially bring in. You're like, okay, hey, this is a guy we feel like will be solid depth for us if he has to step in right away, but also is projected to maybe be a future starter, right? It's always about the journey, you know, and I always look at guys like Wesley Woodyard, for example, right? A guy who was never, you know, he wasn't a starter on defense when his career began. He kind of made his hay on special teams, emerged into a starter, and then had a very, very good NFL career. Shout out to my man Woodrow. Missed that guy in Denver. But I think it's maybe finding guys like that that you believe can make an impact. And look, I I always think of it in, in this light too. 
considering where Denver's at, most of the positions that they've had a need at, they've gone through and they've addressed it in the offensive line. At this point, it doesn't seem like they're going to add another center to the mix. It seems like they're a little confident in Lloyd Cushenberry. And then they have a guy behind him who they brought in in Kyle Fuller. And then you also have Luke Wattenberg as well. So there's three centers on your roster. So that kind of, in my opinion, takes that out of the equation for Denver it doesn't hurt to look at maybe positions you are okay, hey, knowing that we're going to have vacancies at this position or impacted depth at this position after next year's free agency, things like that, here's where we feel like if we get this guy, we put him in our system for about a year, two years, he can develop and he can be that guy. He can step in and be that starter, and it gives us more wiggle room to work with considering, you know, Russell Wilson is still under contract. You're going to have to take care of some other guys in the near future like Patrick Sutan and other names there. It's about dominoes, right? You know, what domino is going to fall first? And I think for George Payton, he is very in the present alongside Sean Payton, but also very forward thinking. I think you have to be in situations like that. So let me ask you in terms of this, if Denver does look to address depth, Sarah, in, in your opinion, what positions do you feel like they need to invest in the NFL? NFL draft depth wise this year. Well, for anybody that's watching on YouTube, Cody, you just saw one of my dogs pop up behind me. I know the Broncos are going to be looking for prospects that got that dog in them, right? You want to see some guys that can come in like a jack of all trades, Jack Coletto. You want to see guys that can come in, maybe even, I mean, I don't know, that's a lot to ask. You guys play multiple positions. I have a couple on my list, Cody, but after putting together the script, I want to go, I want to start off my, my, piece of this by going off the script and I want to say offensive tackle like uh, I think about losing Calvin Anderson right your swing guy you lost Cam Fleming another swing offensive lineman who played a lot of tackle for you these last couple seasons look those that's two guys that play valuable snaps for you throughout the year you need depth at the offensive tackle position not to mention Garrett Bowles coming off that leg injury obviously the Broncos don't have like I know they have Isaiah Prince I know they signed a couple like Will Shields or not Will Shields, somebody like that from uh, from Colorado. Will Sherman, yeah. Futures deals. Will Sherman, excuse me. Will Shields, a really good offensive lineman, actually. <laughs> but I mean, uh, you, you got these guys on the roster, but it's like, what have they actually done in the NFL to be to be quality depth? And obviously, a rookie hasn't done anything to be quality depth. But like we talked about drafting guys to compete for starting jobs in 2024 you take a tackle in round three that guy's got to have starting potential right so i know my dogs are going crazy about it cody they're they're having a, a blast underneath me right now i don't know if you see my camera shaking but hey look we got to roll with the punches on lockdown broncos here uh shout out to anybody out there who who's got a dog or multiple dogs like i do but i think cody for sure the tackle position is one that i'm looking at this year I think it is important, right? Because you and I talked about this. That's the one area outside of addressing the starter position by adding Mike McGlinchey. You don't have anybody behind them. And the loss of Calvin, as you mentioned, that does loom a little bit larger here. I think linebacker will be a position they maybe need to take a look at, right? You have Josie Jewell. He's entering the last year on his contract as it stands. You did bring back Singleton, which is great. You do have Jonas Griffith, who you tendered as an ERFA. So that gives you some flexibility. Justin Sternod will be entering the last year of his deal after playing you know the last few seasons I know he's dealt with some injuries at the beginning part of it but has become a key special teams guy for them but then again it's like this is a new coaching staff and 
we'll see what kind of changes are about. You may have to look at bringing in a linebacker, you know, even if it's an undrafted guy to come in and compete. We've seen the Broncos find some undrafted gems. I think that's a hat tip to their scouting and personnel department for identifying guys who maybe can come in and just in the right opportunity ball out. I think another position that you and I probably are in agreement with this defensive line. Look, you, you have DJ Jones had some injuries last year for the Broncos. Mike Purcell, I believe, is entering the final back end part of his contract with Denver. You need some beef on the defensive interior. You did, you know, you got Zach Allen at the end. We don't know if it's going to be Inyoma Uazarike or Matt Henningsen who's going to start at the other defensive end position. But I do feel like you need to add some bodies there, considering other guys in the past like McTelvin Aguim, guys that we hoped would kind of maybe find their way, simply just couldn't find their way onto the field for Denver. I know there's still Jonathan Harris as an option, but you have to look at building out that depth there and I think the NFL draft is a great way to do it because not only do you get them on rookie contracts, but if you find a guy who's just so strong, can anchor inside that A-gap, whether it be a 0, a 1, 2 iron, play the 3 tech, you're going to have, I think, a chess piece to move around other guys on the defense to put them in positions to succeed. To me, those would be positions I feel like Denver has to address there, Sarah. Yeah, I agree with you on that, Cody. And I think also wide receiver and running back, the skill spots on offense. I I, I think that wide receiver, here's the rationale there. Look, everybody at that position group essentially is on a one-year deal. Not literally. I know nobody needs to go to spot track and, or, or over the cap and try to correct me on that. But I think given the situation with the trades, you know, the trade rumors that have been going on with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, obviously Tim Patrick, I believe Cody is actually going into the last or second to last year of his deal. It's the last, it's for sure the last year where the guaranteed money is on the table. KJ Hamler in the last year of his rookie deal, the wide receiver position, it may be reset after this year. It looks like they're going to keep it status quo for 2023, but I think you need to draft depth there. I think at running back as well with Javante Williams, is dealing with that injury. You bring in Samaj P. Ryan, who's never really been a full-time back. And I think the Broncos are confident that he can be that, but I would still go draft somebody. I think this the, the running back class this year looks as deep as any position group out there. So I think to me, those are two positions that you look at is you don't have a first or second round pick. Take advantage of the position groups that are deep. I know Sean Payton has made a comment about the wide receiver position lacking depth, but we just got done talking in the first segment about a deep sleeper at that position that the Broncos are hosting a top 30 visit for. So maybe a little smoke screen there from Sean Payne. I'm looking at wide receiver and running back as two positions to add some depth and maybe looking to future starters as well. Broncos country, let us know down below what positions that you feel the Denver Broncos need to address depth-wise in the NFL draft. Drop it in the YouTube comments down below, or you can tweet us on Twitter if you're listening on your favorite audio podcasting platform, at Cody Rourke NFL, at Sarah Bettinger, at Locked on Broncos. We're going to continue the conversation. The Broncos have two quarterbacks on the roster, as is in terms of their starter and their backup. Could they add another guy in the NFL draft? There is a possibility they do just that. You'll get that on today's episode of the show real quick. You make Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day, and we appreciate you for it. We also have a show that we feel like you would really love here, and you should make them your second listen of the day. That is the Lockdown NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes. It's from free agency to the NFL Draft, salary cap management, and more. You can join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. You can Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
Could the Broncos add a quarterback in the 2023 NFL draft despite having limited draft capital? It is an option that is on the table and shouldn't be taken off by anybody until proven otherwise. Thank you so much, Broncos country, for tuning in and making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. We appreciate you so much taking time to listen or to watch us break down all things orange and blue, the team that you root for every single Sunday. We have a podcast for you every single day, all year long, because for the true fans, there is never an offseason. Sarah, the conversation about quarterback, remember uh, all the times, all the buildup that we had here is never going to draft their quarterback of the future. You know, we haven't had those conversations in the last year, even though that in the back of our head with Russ's struggles, that has been something that has popped up again as we thought the quarterback issue was solved. But Russ has a great opportunity this year to turn things around, to rewrite the narrative on what happened in 2022 initially. Could Denver maybe take a look? look at bringing in another quarterback. What are your thoughts on what they should do there? Because the NFL is also considering maybe an elevated status of a third quarterback, which is something I think is good that came out of the NFL annual meeting. It is something that has been tabled and will be reevaluated in May. I think they need to do that. There's no doubt about it, especially with what we saw. You never wanted to get into a situation like the 49ers were in, right, with Brock Purdy getting injured. And obviously you have how many injuries that they had at the QB position. Yeah, It's a rare circumstance, I'm sure, if you look at the history of the league, right? But you don't you don't want to be in the biggest game of the year or one of the, I don't know, the NFC championship game this year, Cody, between the Eagles and 49ers. If everyone's healthy, that may have been a better game overall than the Super Bowl was in in terms of just the abilities of those two teams but really when you look at the the way that these this this league is going I don't see how you can not have this happen we see teams every single year including the Broncos go through multiple quarterbacks and you just have to be able to have that flexibility throughout the year we know the Broncos right now obviously have Russell Wilson you got Jarrett Stidham and then you have Jarrett Guarantano, the quarterback three currently on the roster who was signed last year to the practice squad and then got a two-year deal to come be part of the team. So you have Guarantano there. I don't know what the teams, like the new coaching staff, what do they think about him? Brett Rippon still out there and available, but the team is, we talked about, I know the jack of all trades. He's not necessarily a quarterback by trade, but the Broncos have been looking at quarterbacks specifically Penn State quarterback Sean Clifford did a Zoom interview with new quarterbacks coach Davis Webb. Cody, this guy, uh, he took off his he took off his shirt and stripped himself down and ran a four five seven at the Penn State Pro Day. I watched the video footage of it. the The guy was moving. He was out there with a chip on his shoulder too. Didn't get invited to the combine. Very interesting, though, to start thinking about some of these late round quarterbacks because we know Sean Payton. I think he's going to start putting his stamp. We we saw it with Stidham already. I think he's going to continue putting his stamp on this position through the NFL draft, even with limited capital. I I feel like it would be irresponsible for Denver if they didn't look at quarterback prospects, right? Because I think you always have to have in the back of your head, like, okay, we have to always have an eye on the future while being involved in the present. Now, while Jarrett Stidham is here for two years, essentially, I mean, it's a two-year deal, but it could be a one-year deal if Denver wanted to move on after next season. The whole Russell thing, like they're hoping that he just comes in and he balls out. But if they also find a guy in the NFL draft, they're like, hey, you know what? 
This guy can develop in this system. We believe that we can build the system around him with our coaching staff, with the pieces that we have around, with the quarterback that we have that's starting in Russell Wilson. This is a young guy that can benefit from learning and maybe could grow into the role down the road eventually because you never know what's going to happen. Not saying that the Broncos are going to go out and do this whole entire situation that kind of is replicated of what Green Bay did with Jordan Love. That was a wild anomaly, and we've seen how that's kind of played out. He'll get the chance to be their guy in Green Bay this upcoming year, but I I think you you always have to have an eye on the future. And look, worst case scenario, let's say Russ does perform not so good this season. Denver has a first round pick in next year's NFL draft. They could always look at a quarterback then as well. So I think Denver's keeping their options open on these things. I think it's smart. It's responsible. And you know what? They may shock us. Like we, I think if they could, if they did one pick in the third round, Sarah, at a position, I know this isn't on our script, but what would shock you? Like to me, if they went quarterback with one of their third round picks, I think I would genuinely be shocked. That would be the one pick or one position that I'm like, wait a minute, they did that. What are your thoughts? I think that would be very shocking to see, uh, especially because you signed Stidham, right? So going after a third round QB, that would be, I'm here for that kind of chaos though, Cody. Look, you don't have a first or second round pick. Do what you want with those five draft selections. Like we're talking about adding depth. Well, what position is more important to add depth to than the quarterback position, especially when you don't know what's going to happen this coming year with Russell Wilson. So I think, man, although that would be shocking, it would be uh it would be a lot of fun i'd be sitting back in my couch cody watching the nfl draft unfold just with the utmost of intrigue i'd be pulling open tweet deck to see all the different things broncos country would be saying at that point because i think everybody's kind of got these ideas in their head at this point of like okay you you address these needs in free agency clearly that means you're going to go this direction in the draft and when you get your mind and heart fixated on that particular scenario then you throw a quarterback into the mix and it's like what are we doing you know what is like (laughs) then you start you'll start hearing people just totally bagging on sean payton and george payton and things like but but there's no more important position to have depth at right than quarterback and maybe this guy can contribute whether it's uh you know i don't know who would who you'd pick in round three but whoever ends up being there Maybe that player could be somebody like a, what Taysom Hill. I'm not saying they're going to transition to the tight end position, but somebody who can come in there and just be like, hey, we need – we talked about running back depth, right? Well, Taysom Hill, he took a lot of carries for that New Orleans Saints team. Helped elevate their running game tremendously as well. So it's kind of an interesting wrinkle. Like, I, I don't think uh, you know Sean Payton is done surprising us. So, hey – Although it would be shocking to see him make a selection like that at that spot in the in round three, maybe don't don't take that off the the table at this point, Broncos country. So if you're listening to this, you're putting together your mock drafts. Maybe see in those machines who who's available in round three because you never know. You never know, and, and that's the thing too about mock drafts. And you know, I think people know where I stand on them. I, I think it's a fun exercise, right? But it almost never predicates what's actually going to happen. I think you know, round one it gives you ideas and opportunities. But with Denver not having a first round pick, it makes it very, very difficult for the Broncos side of things for round three. So with that said, though, Broncos country, we are excited for third round Thursdays where we do a mock draft and it goes through because Denver's first pick start in round number three. You'll get that in a couple of weeks building up to the NFL draft where the Broncos will be on the clock 
at pick number 67. We are also going to open it up where you can send us your mock drafts as well. We'll share some of the best ones on Lockdown Broncos going forward. Stay tuned on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL at Sarah Bettinger at Lockdown Broncos for the cues to submit your mock drafts as well. But with that said, Broncos country, that will wrap up today's episode of the show. The NFL draft buildup continues for the Broncos organization. And one thing is for certain, Sarah Bettinger, myself, will have you covered every step of the way. Make sure you subscribe, you follow for free on YouTube or your favorite podcasting provider so you never miss out on an episode as soon as it's made available. We'll be back. To- 